0: Skill Development Playbook, Episode Seven. Let's drop some knowledge. Mm Welcome everybody to the skill development playbook podcast. I am your host coach TJ and today we are talking about 11 things that all players can can do to contribute. I actually got this this list off of coachingtoolbox.net and it was actually originally posted by Bob coach Bob Starkey on his hoop thoughts blog and when I saw this I figured now that'd be something really interesting to talk about. I looked at the list. There's, there are some things that that I agree with, and some things that are not. But we're gonna go through the list, and we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss them and give you my thoughts. Give you my thoughts on it. Um, it's not really all just just skill development, but these are this list. These eleven things that's on this list is something that's gonna be important for the individual player to help collectively. You know, for the the team. So I'm looking forward to discussing that, discussing that today. So but before we get into that, I want to mention something real quick. I'm really, really excited to uh, to let everybody know that I am in the process of writing a few books. They're all on skill development. Uh, One of those books, which is actually going to be a series. And the first book is actually being edited right now. And it will be ready to be released here pretty soon. I'm really excited about it because there's really no books on skill development. And, and I just have some knowledge that I feel like that I want to share with people. And so I'm looking forward to that. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, but then the other two books will be released later in the year. One of them is more for the individual and, and the other one is on uh, skill development for teams. So, uh, you know, if you're following me on social media twitter and instagram i g t v facebook youtube, or even if you uh read any of my blogs on on my website, I will be announcing when when it's gets closer to time for those books to be released, so be on the lookout for that so uh yeah, releasing books, I guess I guess you can call me an author now, <laughs> all right, so let's get right into it. 11 Things All Players Can Do to Contribute. Um, let's look at this list. Uh, like I said, this this was originally posted on Who Thoughts' blog by Coach Bob Starkey, but I found it on coachingtoolbox.net. And it says, number one. Now, it says 11 things all players can do to contribute. But this first one, I don't know. It, it's, it's a little confusing to me. It says, shot fake and pass fake. Now, when I was reading about this, it was actually talking about developing that skill. And um I I I know that you want your players to be able to shot fake and pass fake and you know uh you know the jab steps and you know that's a form of a fake They're using your eyes and you know, just just different things, but I don't know how that contributes. Now, I read this list and I all all of a sudden start formulating my own ideas or perception of this list. So when I read it and it says things that players can contribute, I automatically thinking what can they contribute to the team? So I don't really I don't know how a shot fake or a pass fake can contribute. Um I I just I think it would have been something a little more general. If I'm if I'm looking at this, I would have thought you know, I, I would have put more of a of a um you know, something like developing your skills. You know, uh but I, I have some things I'm gonna add to, to the list um once I go through a couple of things and I feel like it's really important. But I don't really know about that shot fake and pass fake. Um I would have to actually I would love to have had a conversation with Coach Starkey about this list, but um but that wasn't that wasn't able to happen. Alright, so the first one is shot fake and pass fake. Don't totally agree with that, but uh coach Starkey is on the coaching. Uh he's on the coaching staff. He's on the staff. At the time of this list, he was on he was on the staff. So I mean, you know, I don't I don't know. All right, number two. Know and execute the plays. Now this I can see. Know and execute the plays. When I'm working with players during in season uh, and And I'm working with them, and we're working on different skills. One thing mm-hmm. that i I think is really important uh for those for those players is they i have to know where they are on the floor, what type of action they're running, what type of offense they're running because if i if I don't or if I do that helps me in in their skills that helps me improve their ability, that helps me improve uh, what they're able to bring to the table, what, the, uh, how they're able to contribute to the team. So it's really important for those players to know. And, and I got to tell you, sometimes I ask a player, okay, what offense y'all run? And they can tell me the offense. They can be very general. And what I mean by journalists, they memorize the plays. They, they memorize the plays. Now, I think – Well, okay, I'm gonna say something here, but I and I'm not trying to. I ain't trying to offend anybody. But coaches, we gotta make sure that when you are teaching your players, when you are teaching your players plays, it's not about memorizing where to go. They have to know how to play the game. A lot of times, I get players to come to me, and we go to end season, and this is something I talk about in my in, in one of my books. But we're working on in season. We're doing some in season training. I say, okay, what offense y'all run? They may tell me something. You know, uh, we run New York. I say, okay, well, what is New York? And they tell me exactly what they're supposed to do. But when I start getting specific about the offense, okay, what's the first option? What are you looking for? When this player catches the ball, what are they they allowed to do? What are they looking to do? You know, what can they do? You know, uh, well, when you have the ball, what are you doing? You know, so it's it's different things like that. But what happens is what I've been noticing is a lot of times these players play on teams. They come into practice. They memorize a play. The coach put five players out there on defense. They play against the defense and, and they don't understand. They don't understand the small details of the offense. So, for instance, if if the play starts with a, a wing entry from from the point guard, I always and I ask my if I'm working with a point guard or a wing player, I ask them this. If you can't make the entry pass to the wing, what do you do? And a lot of times they can't give me an answer. They don't know. And I think that is something that that. You have to teach your players, you know, as a, you know, as. A coach, we know that we can dribble that player through, maybe flash somebody to the high post. It's a lot of different things that you can do, but we have to understand those players have to drill that. But a lot of times what happens is, uh, coaches, we get into a practice, we show them we want you to do this, 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 and this. Well, you have to understand when you run that offense enough and teams scout you, then they're going to try to take away your first, second, or third option. And if your players are not prepared for that, then you're going to struggle. So knowing and executing the plays, yes, but you got to be really detailed with that. Those players have to know more than just memorization or just memorizing where to go and what to do. Now, if we're talking about youth basketball players, I'm talking about third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I would really memo. I would minimize uh, the number of set plays that we that that your team is running. And I understand you can put them in, in certain positions, but I think those players have really got to learn how to play basketball. They have to understand uh, if I'm being overplayed, I should cut back door. If I'm coming off a screen and when I should fade, when I should curl, they should understand, uh, you know, just a lot of different reads and, and how to react to what the defense is doing and take advantage of different things that the defense is giving you. Okay. All right. So 11 things all players should do to contribute. Number one, Again, shot fake and pass fake. Number two, know and execute the plays. Number three, play hard. Number three, play hard. Now, here is something that I see pretty often: those players that are that there are so many kids nowadays that that think playing basketball is cool, and it and it is basketball is cool. Basketball is a great sport. You know, you you um, you you see the basketball players on TV. They're in commercials. They're in movies. They're making a lot of money. They have their own shoes. Um, they're on Sprite commercials, or Coke commercials, or McDonald's, or whatever, and it's cool. But they don't understand that these NBA players are spending a lot of time in the gym working on their game. the really good ones. The really good ones are spending a lot of time in the gym working on their game, and they play hard. They really, they these guys actually play hard. And we get players that come in and they don't want to play hard and don't want to give effort. And that is not anything that you can contribute to your team. You know, as the old saying goes, you're as strong as your weakest link. And if your weakest link is not playing hard, they're not giving the effort, then your team is gonna suffer. Um during my during my training sessions, I tell players all the time, I, I know that coaches we, we have to motivate, we we give pep talks. Uh, I'm I'm good with all that, but I shouldn't have to coach effort. My my basketball playing days are over with. I'm doing this to help a particular player or players or a team, and if I have to come in and, and spend 20 30 minutes coaching you up, trying to convince you to give effort or play hard, I'm wasting my time and your time. And if you're actually if I'm actually hired, now you're wasting your money or your parents' money or your guardian's money or your uncle or a family member or your grandparents' money. And I've told that to kids that was paying me really good money, I said, look, to me it's, you know, I got I I do have to make a living, but it's not a just about coming in and making money. You know, it's 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 about coming in and helping you get better. And if you can't play hard, then you know you're doing yourself a disservice. And so uh I my my tagline or motto is your game's as good as your practice. I don't believe in practice makes perfect, but your game is as good as your practice. Um, practice produces habits. I love those two lines. Practice produces habits, and your game is as good as your practice. So the key to that is what it is that you're doing in practice is going to carry over to a game. So I don't know many players that, that don't play hard in practice and then just flip a switch and play hard in the game and they're, and they're able to perform well. I'm sure there is somebody out there but I want a player that's going to play hard all the time. I, I need to be I need them to give that effort without me having to push them and tell them to go hard or, or play better. All right, so that was number 3. Number 4, have a team first attitude. Have a team first attitude. This is really um this is really really huge for me because there a lot of times you you see so much social media and the the internet and social media has made the world so small. So now you're able to see a player. You know, I'm in Arkansas, so I I may see about a player that's way out in California I never would have heard of before. But with social media and the internet, you know, you can see how a particular player is doing. Oh, this player here is is ranked number ten in his in his in his state, or he's the ESPN top sixty player for his class. Or, or this scouting services has recruit has uh, put him on the radar for for recruiting, and I think what happened is a lot of times players they see that and they hear that and they read those different articles or they watch these videos and then they got they start thinking I want that to be me I want that to be me, and we do have instances where those players don't put the team first they put themselves first. Um, And it's still the same thing now as it was, you know, when I was in high school. If your team is not winning, you can average 30 points a game. But if your team is not winning, not many coaches that I know of that are going to come in and recruit you and want you to be a part of their team. Um, So you don't want to be a a really good player on a bad team. So you got to put the team first. Um, Worry about, you know, your own accolades and, and things like that. Put that on the back burner. But I do feel like if you're a really good player and you're on a good team, those accolades and, and notices and recruiting and all that stuff will take care of itself. But you got to put the team first. All right, so again, 11 things all players can do to contribute. Number one, with shot fake and pass fake. Number two, know and execute the plays. Three, play hard. Four, have a team first attitude. Number five, understand shot selection. And And we're actually talking about with this list. How an individual player can contribute to a a team. Now, understand shot selection. <laughs> Players just because the ball goes in doesn't mean it's a great a good shot. It really doesn't. It doesn't mean it's a good shot. Um, coming down on a fast break and it's a one on one situation and you pull up for a three. And 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 every coach is different. So some coach may may tell you, hey, I want you to shoot that three. Or they may tell you, uh, you know, on a fast break, I want hey, I want my wings going to the corners. I'm I want, I want them running the lanes going to the corner. We want to pitch it to them. You have them for the three, jack it, shoot it. That's perfectly fine. Um you have some coaches that say, look, I want a shot up within under ten seconds. That's fine. And you're gonna have other coaches come down and they're gonna say, you know, I want a shot. I I want the ball to reverse at least two times to get the defense moving before we look to shoot. I don't agree with that, but, but anyway, but you know, they coaches are going to have their, uh, their thoughts and their ideas of what a good shot is. And I think as a player, you have to understand that you have to know it and you have to be able to, to play within that system. Now I will say this and, there are some players and parents that don't understand this. But every team is going to have uh every team, all the players are going to have different values that they add to the team, okay? And so you're going to have a player that's a really really good three, they may you may have a player that's a really really good three-point shooter. And I think that a coach may give that person the opportunity to shoot a three or get a shot off a little quicker than somebody else. Okay? So you may have a player that's really good at breaking down the defense, and that coach may give that player the opportunity to use his skills within a certain, you know, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but you may they may allow that that coach may allow that player to be able to drive, and when he catches the ball, he may be able to try to break down the defense to try to make a play. But then you may have that player that's a really good shooter. If he, if he can get his shot off, coach if you can get your shot off, I want you to shoot it. And so that coach may let that player have that shot, but he may not let another player have that shot. So everybody's shot selection, what's a good shot, bad shot, it doesn't have to be the same way across the board. It could be different. But what's important is every player has to know what's a good shot for them. Okay. So the coach may tell each player, this is what is a good shot for you. And generally, overall, this is what we're trying to do as an offense. These are the type of shots we want to get. And that is very, very important because, look, if you're a player and you don't understand what's a good shot or understand shot selection, and shot selection is more than just was I open or you know was I being defended by two players, you also have to understand the time, you have to understand score, you have to understand tempo. If you're on the road, there are certain shots you may not take versus if you're at home. So you have to understand shot selection. All right. Number six, concentrate. Concentrate. Man, it seems like I'm generalizing here, but it seems like so many of these kids today have short attention spans and they can't concentrate for as long as as my generation. Um, But. That may not I, I know that's not totally true, but it just it seems like that at times. Uh but players have to be able to concentrate, concentrate on what's going on, uh being aware, being alert of different things. And I and I think that we gotta do some things in practice to keep the players engaged. Uh, but they gotta be able to stay focused. You know, you gotta be able to understand what is going on, what is we're trying to do, what we're trying what we are trying to accomplish. So Players have to be able to concentrate. Number seven, be a great listener. Be a great listener. You have to be able to listen. Players' minds wonder so much that they're thinking about all these different things that's, that's going on outside of practice or outside of the games. You know, um, They have to really be tuned in to, to what's happening at that particular moment. So you have to be a good listener. Uh, only way you can learn is to listen. I don't know many people that can learn by talking. Now I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but you have to be able to listen. So when a coach is giving instruction, he's giving feedback, he's putting together a game plan or, or working on telling you something about your skill or your technique, you have to be able to listen to what the coach is telling you. So that's, that's, that's huge. You got to be able to listen And, 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 Listening is not just sitting there with your eyes on the coach. Um, you have to be what I uh, what's called active listener. You know, you may nod your head, you may say, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay, mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, and being active uh active listener, if you're in a if you're in a one-on-one conversation with your coach, a one-on-one uh situation, you know, an active listener may interject and ask questions. They may say, they may say something. So you gotta be a, gotta be an active listener. Number eight, be in great shape. And we're getting into a part of the year. Um, you know, it's getting close to the end of August and teams will be starting their, their preseason training. If they haven't already started. So you have got, you have to be in shape. When I used to, um, uh, work some, some, Minor league, some some minor league uh, camps, try camps. One of the things we we just told players all the time: do not show up to camp out of shape. Like that will get you cut before your skill level. Like if you show up and you have great potential to be a good player, but you're not in shape, you still could get cut. So high school teams, middle school, junior high, and all those. Uh, they may have trials in the fall, and you have to make sure that you are in shape. So uh, parents, if you're listening, players, if you're listening, you have to get out and do some conditioning. And I wouldn't necessarily think that you have to go out and try to say, well, I need, I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to go and run three miles. You got to do some sprint work. You got to do some some uh, some things that's going to simulate what you're going to kind of do in basketball. Um, there's nothing wrong with working, you know, maybe running a mile, but if you're not getting that conditioning in those sprints and, and, you know, line drills, running suicide, running 17s, whatever it is you want to call it. If you're not getting that in, then uh, you're still going to have a little, a little problem with your endurance and, and your conditioning. So number eight is be in great shape. Number nine, control your intangibles. OK, control your intangible. Now, me, I think this is. Probably one of the most important things that you can have because if you're a player and you don't have the intangibles then now you can actually if you're a, if you're a high school player if you're a middle school player uh you know junior high player uh, you know now you're you're you can you can uh affect Everybody else you know you could be a cancer, so you know, and there's a lot of different things that 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 we could we could uh say with intangibles um you got things like uh you know we're talking about self confidence um you know we're talking about giving effort, you know your character. Some things you just really – sometimes you can't measure by a stat sheet. That's that's what I think of when someone says intangibles. You know, um, playing hard. You know, I, I know we, we, we mentioned that number three, playing hard, but just some of those type things. So, you know, having a good attitude, being a good character, that, those are some intangibles that I think about when it comes to players and what they can contribute. Um, being a great teammate, being coachable. You know some of those some of those characteristics so you know there's always been a player now i'm gonna say on every team but there's typically a player or two that's not satisfied with their role or their playing time and that player is going to try to bring other players down to their level so they'll start griping and complaining and then next thing you know you got two or three players griping and complaining and then it's it like it's a cancer and it affects the team or splits the team but you know you want to limit that that type of talk or conversation and so um you want to try to to have players of good character and so players you want to really control your intangibles because if you're in high school and you want to go to college college coaches look at more than what what skills you bring to the table they pay attention to how you interact with, with your with your teammates how do you respond to con- constructive criticism how do you respond to coaching how do you respond to a bad cause or adversity when you're in the game so they want to see all those different types of things and all those are very important all right so number 10 be an example you want to be an example you want to now I wasn't when I was in college I wasn't very vocal but I led by an example Uh, you know we had practice Every day before uh, before practice, I would go to the, well, I am going to say every day, but about three or four days out of the week, I would go to the gym and work out. I made sure I was on the court first, um, and even that I was the first one there, last one to leave. Yes, I know that's a, an old saying, but yes, that is what I would do. And, um, you know, I just try to lead by example. I wish I could go back and be more vocal, but I, I, I wasn't. Um, But I did lead by example. And I I think that that can be on the court and off the court. So you got to be able to lead by example, making sure players are doing their homework, making sure players are meeting their curfew, making sure players are representing not just uh, themselves, but the team, the school, the organization or the town or their community, making sure they're representing them very well. Uh, You know, so those type of things, being a leader and leading by example. So, I think that's very important and coaches love leaders. Coaches love leaders. And then number 11, we're talking about 11 things our players can do to contribute. Number 11 is rebound. Um typically when I was a, when I was a kid growing up, a lot of times we thought about rebounding being the the big, the center, of the power forward's job and the guards and the wings, we would get we would get the outlet pass and run the floor. But now rebounding is is a is a skill that that needs to be, be done by everybody. So, uh, the more people that can contribute to rebounding, the better it can be. Uh, I can understand why this is on the list, um, but you know, yeah, you know, you got to be able to rebound. And I think that's a that's a team effort, and it shouldn't be singled out to just certain players or one or two players. So, again, let's go over this real quick. 11 things our players can do to contribute. This list was originally posted on Hoop Thoughts blog by Bob Starkey, but I found it on coachingtoolbox.net. Number one, shot fake and pass fake. Number two, and, and number one, I, I'm not, I don't totally agree with that, but I understand why it's on the list. Number two, know and execute the plays. Three, play hard. Number four, have a team first attitude. Number five, understand shot selection. Number six, concentrate. Number seven, be a great listener. Number eight, be in great shape. Number nine, control your intangibles. Number 10, be an example. And number 11, rebound. And I would add, I'm going to say I'm going to add two more to this. Uh, And and the one that I would add is fill a void. If you want to contribute, and I tell my players this all the time, when I say my players, I, I don't mean selfishly, my players, but just players I've worked with. But when I say fill a void, this is what I mean, especially the players that, that are not getting a lot of playing time. So I ask them, what is it that your team does very well? And they'll tell me, oh, we got, you know, really good shooters. or we handling the ball really well? We play a really good defense. And so then I turn around and I tell them, okay, what is it that your team doesn't do very well? And this usually stumps a few players. And I had to kind of start throwing things out to them to kind of get their, their wheels to turn But sometimes they tell me, well, coach, and, if they, and if they can't give you an answer, say, okay, what is it that coach is always griping or complaining about that y'all don't do well? Uh, and, and it may be something like rebound, like it was on, on number 11. And, you know, they'll tell me, oh, he's upset because we always turn the ball over. I say, okay, that's a void that you have on the team. That is that is a skill that is severely lacking. And coach is looking for somebody or a group of somebodies or a team of somebody that can come in and fill that void. So if your team does not have good shooters and y'all are playing against the zone, you need to you need to demonstrate the ability to knock down shots. So coach can say, Oh, I need to put in this player here because they're a good shooter. This team is really pressuring the ball. Oh, I need this player to come in to be able to handle the ball and relieve some of this pressure. Or they have a really good offensive player, offensive guard. Oh, I need to put in this player because they're a great on ball defender. Or they're a great defender overall. So I try to get players to understand I want you to feel that void. So I think that is something that can really that you can do to contribute to a team. And and in that situation of what I gave, it kinda of depends on um what your team is where your team is struggling and what your and and your skip but your skill has to be able to match that void so if you're a if you're in college and and you're a five seven guard and and your team is getting out rebounded um it'll be great if you can go in and say, you know I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna get about seven to eight rebounds uh so that may not be able to help, but those are the things that you want to look for so I think. One way to contribute is to be able to feel a voice. So instead of griping and complaining, saying, Man, I can really do this, this and this, but coach is not giving me the playing time, you may need to figure out, look at your team and figure out what it is that, that where what areas uh, that your team is lacking and then try to plug your skills into that particular area. And then the last one I put down, uh, I think being unselfish. We are we are and and this kinda goes back to to some a few of these examples that we talked about a little bit earlier, but you know not you want to be unselfish. You really want to be unselfish. You want to be a great teammate. Uh, being unselfish could be setting screens. You know, that is an unselfish act because you're hitting somebody. You're sacrificing your body for somebody else to get open. That could be unselfish being unselfish could be, you have an open shot, which is a good shot, but you can make one more pass to your teammate and they can have a great shot. Um, you know, so uh, being unselfish is you see that offensive player running the floor hard. Are you going to step over and take the charge or are you going to just contest the shot and possibly pick up a foul or allow the player to, to score the basket? Uh, being unselfish could be. You're one pass away. You're in a you're in a good defensive position. Your teammate uh, is forcing that that offensive player your way. And instead of you. Moving your feet and getting over there to, to to cut the drive off you just swipe at the ball um that is being selfish, so you'll wanna be unselfish by getting over there, stopping that drive, or at least stunning to stop the drive. I hope that guy passes the ball so you can close out or maybe even run your player off of the off of the spot of jump shot so those are the things that I have um this went a little bit longer than i than I wanted to, but 11 things all players can do to contribute. It was a great, it was a pretty good list. Um, I added two things there. The shot fake and pass fake, I probably would take off the list. If I was doing my own list, I would add in uh fill a void. And then on number 11, when we said rebounding, I probably would have put on there be unselfish. Cause I think those two skills can fit in under fill a void. So it's a good list. It's, it's, you know, I, and I think, uh, coaches, if you if if you're coaching a team, if you're coaching AAU team, a school team, I think this is this is this is something that you could possibly put up on a poster board and put in your locker room, and and tell your players, hey, if you want to contribute to our team, this is what I'm looking for. These are the characteristics or skills that I want all of our players to have. And if you have these skills, and then you have the opportunity to contribute. That doesn't mean that you're going to get playing time but you can contribute to the team to help our team get better. All right. So that is the end of today's episode. Before you go, um, just want to give you a quick little information here. Uh, be sure to follow me on social media. And also I'm very excited. Yes. Uh, before I forget, I'm very excited. The podcast is now available on nine different platforms. It's been a long time. I mean, I've, I've been waiting on this. Uh, Google Podcasts, of course, Apple Podcasts. You can hear it here on Anchor FM Podcast. Uh, I think it's 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 like overcast. It's, it's a number of them, um, Stitcher. So all of your pretty much any of the uh, podcast apps or platforms, our show should be on there. But I'm really excited. I'm I'm really partial to the Google. I'm a Google. I'm an Android guy, so I'm really partial to the uh, uh, Google Podcast. But yes, we're on there. So we have some new platforms that we're available on. So please, I'm asking everybody, share this. Let people know. If you have players, if you have parents, if you have other coaches that are looking for a, uh, uh, a podcast that's talking strictly about skill development, please let them know about this. Also follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at nbnbball. I am on Instagram at nbnbball. I also have a couple of videos on IGTV. I'm also on Facebook. On Facebook, my uh, fan page is nbn basketball. We're also on YouTube. Now YouTube again is you know it's a little bit different. I have I've redone I redid my my YouTube page. It is uh, nothing but net bball. So we have some. Some videos on there. And also my website, NBNBball.com. And if you click on the uh uh the tab up at the top and the skill development playbook tab, you'll be able to read some blogs and also hear some some older podcasts. I have some interviews on there with some really, really good coaches, and I probably I may start releasing re-releasing some of those uh, since we got a new platform. I think a lot of coaches really enjoy. I mean, we had some, we got some former NBA player uh coaches. I'm sorry, some former NBA coaches, and we have some just some really good coaches that are doing some big things right now. So, but I appreciate it. Um again, please tell people, tell people, tell people about our show. And I will see y'all next week. And until until then, God bless.